Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. This is Without Bias on SEN as part of Sporting Capital. Jordan Canellis with you. Damien Watson still in the studio doing a fine job tonight on the program. Try to get into Without Bias, all thanks to Bowls Australia. Bowls.com.au is where you can go to get all the latest information uh, about bowls in Australia. And there's a lot of information on the program on the website at the moment, given we've just uh, wrapped up the Australian Open and we're about to launch into the Asia-Pacific Championships. And uh, what better time as well to talk to Mr. Clive Adams, who joins us on the program now, Regional Bowls Manager in WA. Hello, Clive. Hi. Uh, firstly, now you're, uh, you've been a big part of the Australian Open coverage over the last uh, couple of weeks. It wrapped up on Friday after two weeks of, of action on the Gold Coast. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the exciting conclusion to one of the most uh, lucrative sporting and bowls events uh, in Australia and across the world. What happened at the, at the uh, climax? Yeah, certainly. Uh, look, a massive event. You know, two and a half thousand competitors over the uh, over the two weeks. So just a brilliant event there on the Gold Coast and the fantastic conditions. Uh, all of the finals uh, televised or live streamed this year, which was a first for the Australian Open, and uh, just meant that all of the action was visible to everyone. Of course, Aaron Sheriff and Natasha Scott, the uh, the singles champions, but. Just one to look for, the, the over-60s men's pairs, because uh, that's the great thing about the Australian Open with the different disciplines. You know, we've got under-18s competition, we've got over-60s, we've got the disability events as well. But the over-60s men's pairs, to watch a legend of the sport in Rowan Brassey hmm. play such a fantastic match in the final, that'll be on on the bowl show in coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that one's my tip. A fantastic performance. And Clive, you mentioned the great exposure this event has received via various media platforms. What about at the venue itself? Did the locals really get behind it? It's really a great beacon, that area, that Gold Coast area for bowls tournaments. Yeah, certainly did. The uh, the stands were packed for the finals, certainly, uh, um, you know, and, and plenty of action. There was three show rinks for the finals, so plenty of uh, options for people to, to watch some great bowls. And even throughout the, the tournament, it was just a... Uh, a very, very, uh, just the whole atmosphere of the whole event is just fantastic. So anyone thinking about having a crack at the Australian Open, it's uh, it's going to be there for the next five years, so it's going to be fantastic and what a great venue. I know you're based on the other side of the country, Clive, but Queensland has been yep. a hotbed for, for bowls in the last couple of years with the uh, the emergence of the Bowls Premier League. What makes Brisbane and, and Queensland and the Gold Coast such a, a vibrant spot for bowls? I think it's just that there's so much there's so much else to do. So it's one thing about the bowls, and it's the conditions over there are just fantastic, and the greens are fantastic. But you know, if you're not if you're not lucky enough to get over the line, there's so much more to do in that Gold Coast area. Whether it's uh, going out and sampling the fantastic restaurants, whether it's getting out to theme parks, and and just just the overall uh, just, just so much to do. Uh, that you can surround you can surround the bowls with a a wonderful holiday opportunity as well. 
We're speaking with Clive Adams, the regional bowls manager in Western Australia. Speaking of WA, on your home front, Clive, the BPL Cup has taken off like wildfire in Western Australia. It must be so gratifying to see many clubs and participants involved from your neck of the woods. Yeah, it certainly is. The early numbers are are so promising. You know, I mean, um, the the BPL Cup's been around for a couple of years now and now we're really starting to see it uh, start to grow. We've got uh, new clubs involved in WA this year. I had a new club that ran a very successful event just on the weekend. We've got clubs out in the country areas, even as far as Dampier running an event this year. So it's really opening up a new format to to so many different people. And, uh, yeah, it's so pleasing to see it uh, growing. Has the BPL Cup been one of the, the best innovations in, in bowls in the last couple of years in this country? Well, certainly. I think what it's doing is it's opening people's eyes up to a different format and the fact that you... You don't have to play bowls in the traditional way. You know, it's some of the traditions are great, but you can play different formats. This is a fun, faster format. You know, it mirrors what people see on the TV as part of the Bowls Premier League, the uh, the big one that's there at Pine Rivers uh, in November coming. Uh, so, so people see it on the TV, and then they can get out there and actually play that format. And the format's just really, really popular. And the uh, the registrations are going well across the country as well. Across the whole country, they are. Yeah, certainly. We've got. We've already had uh, over a thousand uh, participants have either played in an event or are registered to play in one of the ones coming up. Uh, and that's uh, we're only about a third of the way into the competition. So when we talk about an Australian Open having two and a half thousand participants, when we see those sorts of numbers coming through the BPL Cup, all looking to qualify for uh, those wonderful national finals, that's uh, it's really encouraging already. And the allure of an expenses-paid trip, I gather, to the BPL mm-hmm. Cup National Finals, staged alongside the Bowls Premier League, and as you mentioned, that exposure on national television, that must be very, very enticing and salivating for the competitors as well, in a way that we've probably never seen for a long, long time. Well, this is giving the club player who would never have that opportunity, uh, you know, from, from all parts of Australia an opportunity to get there and mix it with the best. So at the very least, you're getting you're getting a, a paid-for holiday. You're getting to mix <laughs> it with the best, best players in the world and you can go up and talk to them and learn from them and so forth, see how they go about it. Uh, and then you might actually win a tournament along the, uh, along the lines and, and get to be on TV. I mean, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Does it feel like the sport is, is really moving along fast as a, as a 21st century sport now? I think so. I think we're seeing that, um, you know, the participation numbers across the country are growing and growing. Um, so these different formats that are out there, uh, people are looking at bowls as an option, whether it's for a corporate event, whether it's looking for, you know, different events. So uh, the more we can open people's eyes up to different ways we can go about it, uh, that has to be a positive for the sport, for the clubs uh, and for the individuals out there. And how about the, the fortunes of uh, some of the clubs in your area, WA? How have they gone? What's their history like in the BPL Cup? Yeah, well, we um, we, we haven't... The, the WA teams haven't uh, quite quite cracked it, but I reckon this year might be the one I'm, I'm hoping for it. We've got, as I say, our, our numbers are, are up, so there's plenty of interest. Uh, and, you know, who, who knows? who Who's going to write the next fairy tale in the BPL Cup? That's... That's the beauty of it. It's that opportunity to write, your, write yourself a bit of a fairy tale.
And speaking of fairy tales, a fantastic story unfolded last year with Narabri's Graham Spence, Cameron Yates and Peter Hobday claiming the crown during the broadcast finals. Are they all set for a new challenger this year? Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. I mean, you just never know. I mean, so we had uh, we had we had the boys last year. We had Edge Hill from you know far north Queensland, runner up the previous year, uh, with uh, Club Marylands taking that title. So you just you just never know who can get there. And that's the beauty of this format. It gives everyone a chance. It's it's fast and uh, and so there's there's opportunities for anyone to make their way through. Uh, the, the the qualifying events, they get to play with their mates, and this is exactly what you had. You had three mates over there making their way to the finals, being on TV, and winning themselves a title. Just just how good is it? Clive, uh, apparently you're trying to uh, get an entry in, in the tournament as well. Is that right? <laughs> I'm never shy to be involved in these things. Absolutely, I've I've uh, I've had my turn playing for the Perth Suns as part of the uh, as part of the Bowls Premier League, and they've gone elsewhere now. So I want to get uh, I want to make my way onto the stage. Absolutely, if I can get over there and uh, and have a crack at the BPL Cup myself, why not? So uh, my own club's got an event coming up in uh, in a couple of the weeks, so uh, I might jump in there and uh, see if we can start the journey to the BPL Cup Finals. And speaking of your own career achievements, I've done some research, Clive. It's been twenty years, I believe, this year since. You won the Australian Champion of Champions pairs way back in 1999. Uh, do you still yes. evoke memories of that? Absolutely. Such special memories there over at Holdfast Bay in South Australia where we won that event with uh, with my good mate Reg Humpherson, who's, uh, who's doing it a bit tough these days. So uh, a shout-out to Reg. But, uh, no, that was a... When we talk about fairy tales, that that clearly was one. We went over there with, uh, with very little expectation, having won the state pairs here in, in WA, and came away with an Australian champion of champions title. That is uh, one of the most special moments in my career. There's no doubt about that. What's next on the agenda for you, Clive, either as the uh, the regional bowls manager of WA or as a commentator as well? What's coming up in the next few weeks for you? Well, what's coming up in the next few weeks is Asia Pacific. So we'll be getting over mm-hmm. there uh, and covering the all the finals absent of week one and then the complete action of uh, week two, including the finals for the uh, Asia Pacific Championship, so can't wait for that. That'll be on the uh, the Bowls Australia Facebook page. So for anyone out there, don't forget to like that page, and you get the uh, notifications when we go live, and you can enjoy all of the action from the Asia Pacific. Should be fantastic. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, Clive, we'll be thinking of you in the freezing weather in Melbourne as you roam around those warm areas <laughs> and those warm climates, mate. Thanks very much for joining us on Without Bias, and all the best. Appreciate it. Thank you. Clive Adams, the regional West Australian manager for Bowls. This is Without Bias. With thanks to Bowls Australia, visit their website, bowls.com.au, for all the latest information. From the wide outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Welcome back to Without Bias here on SEN as part of the Sporting Capital on this Tuesday night. Jordan Canellis with you. Damien Watson here with me as well. We're here thanks to Bowls Australia. Make sure to check out their website at bowls.com.au. A big event has just been completed here in Australia. The Australian Open on Friday and the men's champion, one of the stars of Australian Bowls, joins us now on SEN. His name is Aaron Sheriff. Good evening, Aaron. How are you? Good, Jordan. How are you, mate? Very well, mate. You're fresh off another momentous win in your career when you claimed the Australian Open last week. Tell us about the experience on the Gold Coast and claiming another crown. 
Yeah, well, um, I spoke to Jack last week um, in the lead up to the to the semi final final, and and you know I sort of mentioned how I had been struggling a little bit with my form, but um, you know something seemed to click uh, for the for the AO, and um, you know I guess uh, fortunately probably saved my best performance for the final. So um, you know uh, it was just. Yeah, just an incredible week and being home with family and, and being able to stay in my own bed and that made it obviously a lot easier. And um, yeah, to to have such a fantastic week winning the pairs with uh, with Razor and then um, capping it off with the, my third singles victory was uh, yeah quite remarkable. And Aaron, you've become the first person to win three Australian Open singles crowns. You were also awarded Player of the Tournament to boot, which sees you pocket a total of a handy, cool seventeen and a half thousand dollars for your efforts across the fortnight. Where's the money going to go? <laughs> uh, I reckon most of it will go straight on the mortgage, mate, and then uh, yeah, mate. probably um, probably a small holiday for the family, I assume. Uh, you had to beat uh, Gus Templeton in the final. Tell us about the final itself and the uh, the challenge that uh, that Gus Templeton provided. I suppose Gus was, or into the final, Gus was a, a little bit of an unknown. I'd never played against him before, and um, you know he obviously won his way through, so uh, couldn't couldn't take him lightly. And I guess all I had to do was go out and um, try and execute as well as I could, and and. Um, you know, and, and hopefully put him under enough pressure that uh, that he couldn't um, perform at his best. So, um, you know, it was pretty tight to start off with. Uh, I played one good, real good end at about four all, I think, and um, unfortunately he got his running shot away a little bit, uh, a little bit wobbly and missed missed the head by a bit, and and um, that sort of uh, you know gave me a, a fair bit of confidence and maybe jolted his a touch, and uh, you know backed it up the next end with a good three, and um, you know that was sort of all she wrote. It kind of um, kind of went really quickly after that um you know i think it's sort of only about another four or five ends um after that that episode that um the game was virtually won so yeah it's uh it was all a bit of a blur i um family recorded it um so i got to sit down and watch it again on saturday morning just to have a look and see if i could pick up any reason as to why i was able to perform or what i was doing that that allowed me to perform that good i suppose and um yeah no i was pretty happy with it we're speaking with Aaron Sheriff, who claimed his third men's singles crown at the Bowls Australian Open right here on Without Bias. Just give us an insight, Aaron, into the preparation and also your ability to combine family life, as you mentioned, with preparing for these various bowls tournaments. Give us an insight into how you prepare and how you juggle those particular commitments. Yeah, well, I guess um, having moved for the Gold Coast 18 months ago, um, you know, the Australian Open is very different for me now than what it was, um, you know, a couple of years ago. So um, prior to that, it was um, travelling up and, um, you know, away from family and for two weeks and, um, you know, staying in a, um, a apartment or, or renting a house with some mates or, uh, you know, all that. So, you know, I guess this now being able to, to get up in the morning in your own bed, go home, have a good meal, um, you know, relax with the, with my wife and kids and, and sort of, um, you know, be able to get away from the bowl scene where, you know, staying in a house with a bunch of mates that play bowls, you sort of keep talking about it and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, just being able to get home and clear clear the head and, and recover and sleep well in my bed and all that sort of stuff obviously makes it a lot easier. But, um, yeah, you know, each, each event's uh, different. Um, obviously, uh, you know, when we get to travel in a state and that, not being at home and... Um, you know, and not um, 
being in your own bed and that sort of situation, you got to you, you know you got to plan plan the trip a little bit better. So uh, yeah, um, I guess each event's different, and um, you just try and do it as best as you can to to perform your best. Aaron, you're very much an established icon on the uh, the the bowls Australia scene, but casting your mind back to, to when you first started and also looking at some of these maybe younger players coming through, what what was the life like as a as an upcoming young bowls player and, and maybe the struggles that you have to go through to try and fund your own way to get to different tournaments and around the country? You know, for me, I, I sort of played as much sport as I could as a kid and, and you know, I juggled cricket and soccer and, and bowls and, and other things. So, you know, I think, for a young player coming through these days, I think a lot of them just put that one one egg in the bar in the bowls basket and forget to to go out and do other things and get away from it. And you know, I think they can get burned out a little bit. So, you know, I, I think it's a um, you know having that life balance at an early age of of your mates and and other sports and and bowls and all that sort of thing. And then, yeah, naturally, it's uh you know it's not cheap to mm. travel in the state with flights or or petrol these days and. Uh, accommodations and eating uh, out of home, uh, you know, away from home and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, look, it's really tough. Um, but uh, you know, I think if you if you've got the drive and and um, you know you love the sport enough, you want to be successful, you've got to make some sacrifices. So, uh, I was fortunate that um, you know my family made sacrifices for me early days, and then um, you know I was a bit smart with my money that I was winning when I was a junior, so that I could you know save up and get away for those tournaments and things. So, um, yeah, I guess. You know, if you can get yourself a really good mentor, and um, you know, be be wise with your with your money and your time, and and um, yeah, and I guess you know, just have a life so so that you can you know you get to eighteen, nineteen, and you and you don't burn yourself out and and sort of move away from bowls because unfortunately that happens a little bit in our sport. But um, but yeah, I was pretty lucky that I had a good balance, and um, you know, I still do now to this day. So I'm pretty lucky. Oh, it's not a bad life, that's for sure. We're speaking with Aaron Sheriff, who claimed the men's singles crown at the Bowls Australian Open on Friday for 2019. We mentioned already on the program, Aaron, that the coverage and the exposure of Bowls media-wise is growing. It's been televised nationally on SBS. How have you observed the growth and how has it affected you as a player as well? Does it add an element of nerves or is it fantastic for the sport knowing that you're getting so much more exposure? Yeah, look, I think... um you know the the colour and the the television and the you know all the different array of bowls and that's fantastic and um, you know it allows the players to sort of um, you know to give back to their sponsors. You know I'm lucky I've got new sponsorship with Henselite, so uh, you know been able to wear their cap at presentations. You know going out to um, you know live on TV to you know on SBS and Fox and all that. So um, you know I think it's been fantastic for the sport to be able to to get that um, live exposure. The replays and um, and for me personally, uh, you know, like the reason I play bowls is to obviously for enjoyment, but you know, to entertain and and to have fun and all that, and um, you know, to be able to do it in front of great crowds and obviously on people at home that can't be there and get to watch it on TV. I think it's fantastic for the growth of our sport. Um, you know, fantastic for um, you know, I guess the the growth of the identity of of our players these days. We've got so many great players, so for people to to see them play on TV and not just read about them or hear about them is uh, is awesome. 
Aaron, you uh, you begun your Asia Pacific Championships campaign today, defeating Singapore in the uh, the men's triples to start things off. You're the reigning champ uh, in the men's singles as well. When you claimed it in 2015 in New Zealand, this time it's on the Gold Coast. Um, how have you uh, how have you how have you sort of prepared for for this tournament, and how'd you go today against Singapore as well, beating them? Yeah, no, we um, yeah, it was a bit of a shaky start. Um, they played extremely well, Singapore, and we probably weren't at quite at our best, but. Um, you know, hung hung tough and, and got a eighteen eleven victory and then um you know, following up we played Samoa and got them forty to five and then had another tough one against uh Philippines this afternoon for a nineteen eleven win. So um yeah, off to a fantastic start in the triples. Um yeah, it's been a pretty hectic obviously two weeks with the AO so uh the three day camp leading into it was um you know, we tried to rest up as much as we could and get on the green and still keep that you know, that rhythm and feel for the for the area and um you know we've had some some really good chats as a team and you know the jackaroos we we consider ourselves to be a family away from our actual family so you know we've done a few things that we've you know just been able to enhance that family and get to know each other even better so um you know the feeling's really good in the team at the moment we've um been hugely hugely successful in the last sort of uh four or five years and obviously looking to to um to build on that and and um yeah as I said I won the singles in 2015 this year I've got a, a different role in the team with the skip in the triples and fours but um good mate Ray's has got the singles role and I'm sure he'll do a do an incredible job defending uh defending that singles title for Australia and Aaron give us an insight into the exalted nature and how prestigious the Asia Pacific Championships are in your sport how important is it in your yearly schedule and where does it rank in importance well, I think it's um, it's extremely important. Um, you know, obviously it's an international event. It's capped, so um, you know it's, it's games for Australia. It's a chance to win gold medals for Australia. It's um, you know any time you get to play for Australia is, is amazing. So, uh, look, Asia Pacific is um, a chance to qualify for World Championships, which is on next year, uh, also on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, so it's massive. Um, and obviously, with us, as I said, being so successful in the past. Um, you know, and being the home nation, we've got a huge target on our back. So, uh, you know, we're just really looking forward to um, to the challenge that the next um, what ten or eleven days holds for us. And um, as I said, we're we're a really tight group. Uh, everyone's got off to a really good start today, um, and just looking to build as the event goes on and, and you know peak at the at the right times. Well, Aaron, really appreciate your time this evening on Without Bias right here on the Sporting Capital on SEM. Best of luck for the remainder of the Asia-Pacific Championships and look after yourself. Cheers. Will do. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Aaron Sheriff, the winner of the 2019 Men's Singles Australian Open in the World of Bowls and competing, of course, in the current Asia-Pacific Championships for 2019. That has been Without Bias. Jordan, thanks very much for your time. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Anytime, Dan, mate. Oh, I love this sport. I love experiencing and exploring all the different sports. There's a vast array of them here in Australia. This is Without Bias and the Sporting Capital on SEN. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.